Hello, Disney fans, and welcome to the show. My name is Austin Terrace, and I'm joined here today by my wonderful sister, Emma. Hi, everyone. Coming up on this episode of Disney Daydream, Remy's Ratatouille adventure moves to a standby queue, Disney patents a new virtual world simulator, and Walt Disney World is offering up to $500 off its select resort hotels. Later on, we'll play a Disney version of the classic game, Would You Rather?, So, take a little break in your busy day, and let's start daydreaming. sure that you are following our podcast on social media on instagram find us at dis daydream on facebook you can find us if you search disney daydream podcast you can even email us at disdaydream at gmail.com and then if you would like to make a financial donation to support the workings of our show you can check out our patreon page patreon.com slash disney daydream that spelling is p-a-t r-e-o-n for patreon and we have some incredible patrons who love the show who support what we do when we actually have donation tiers that start for three dollars a month so that's not very much it's about a third of the cost of one of the dozens of streaming services that we subscribe to today so consider checking out that page our show is sponsored by those patrons and by Daydream Travel Agency, a full-service travel agency specializing in only Disney travel. So if you're thinking about a Disney World trip, Disneyland, Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or Aulani trip, then Daydream Travel Agency is the place for you. We can book all of those types of trips for you, give you advice Make sure that you're not spending too much on your vacation, and we'll let you know of any discounts that can be applied to your trip after booking. So you want to have a Disney travel agent on your side. Let's head into news for today. Oh, I want to check in about Kylie first, Emma. I uh, know that the family was, was busy with a little project yesterday. So how did that go? How's Kylie doing? Um, Kylie's doing good. Yesterday, we went over, uh, me and our parents, we went over and painted her nursery, which was really fun. It's looking great. Uh, But yeah, Kylie's doing well just a few months before her baby is due. So that's exciting. Kind of wild. We're like two and a half, three months away at this point. Um, That's going to go by real quick. (laughs) Yeah. In the blink of an eye. All right, glad to hear she's doing well. December was like a pretty wild, busy month. A lot happened. It kind of felt like its own year in and of itself. Luckily, as far as Disney news goes, miraculously, December was a slower month, finally, which is good to have once in a while because it feels like it's been craziness for two years. 
Um, and I'm super stir crazy. After coming back to school, I immediately tested positive for COVID and I've very literally not left my apartment, which is maybe 400 square feet, if I'm being generous. Uh, so I'm very much ready to get out of here. Not not any bad symptoms, luckily, but still, it's been uh, been going a little bit crazy right now. So <laughs> hoping my quarantine period ends very soon. Our first story of the day is about Remy's Ratatouille adventure. The virtual queue is no more. Beginning on January 10th, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will move to a traditional standby queue, and guests can still choose to purchase an individual Lightning Lane Pass to get on the ride even faster if they choose. As of January 10th, no attractions in Walt Disney World will offer a virtual queue. And this is somewhat surprising because we had kind of thought that maybe the most highly attended attraction in each park would be implementing this virtual queue type of thing. But it seems like Disney is moving in a different direction. A few months ago, Rise of the Resistance went standby, and it is possible that they might only be using these things exclusively for the openings of new attractions. And it also looks like attendance in the parks is entering a bit of a slump. The holiday season's over, the initial attendance buzz due to the 50th anniversary is done, and as I'll talk about in a little bit, a room discount for the first half of the year has been released. So I think that due to this Omicron or uh, Omicron variant, Disney's had a lot of cancellations, and it's likely that there's just not enough guests in the theme parks to justify the continued use of a virtual queue. That's something that I am kind of celebrating. You know that that means more. Uh, flexibility for guests so you don't have to worry about waking up at 7 a.m. trying to get that virtual pass. And it also opens up the possibility for you to ride the attraction more than one time, which I think is really cool, right? If you want to stand by and wait, ride something a couple times, then you should have the freedom to do that. In my book, this is more, more good news. There's another kind of confusing technology announcement um, that might have significant implications for the future. So Emma, why don't you move to our next story? Um, so the Disney company patented a virtual world simulator to potentially be used on future theme park attractions. Um, the technology, which Disney calls virtual world instead of virtual reality or augmented reality, would allow multiple guests to experience a 3D virtual world from multiple vantage points without a VR headset or other device. Uh, so it would create 3D imagery using multiple projectors. The simulator uses a simultaneous localization and mapping technique that tracks the changing point of view of a guest to continue changing the 3D image. The patent states that the virtual world simulator could project animated characters, objects, props, or artwork into real-world locations. Founders Legal Patent and Technology Technical Advisor John DeStefano told Spectrum News that Disney wants to introduce virtual simulations into Disney parks. Rather than look through a phone screen or a headset, um, Disney developed a system almost 
similar to a movie projector to project on a real surface what humans see on a screen. It's more a real-world experience rather than looking at it through a phone. Disney has been experimenting with VR and AR experiences for several years, most recently at um, Downtown Disney District with the Star Wars with the Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge VR experience. So this sounds pretty cool. Basically like holograms is what I'm getting from it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering how far down the line um, this is going to like take to be implemented in the parks. Because my only thing is like, yeah, augmented reality for me isn't that cool. Uh, because it basically, <laughs> it's just not really believable, is it? Like you're taking your phone screen and something's popping up essentially on your phone. Like, right. It's just honestly not that cool. But then I'm like, well, okay, how, how much bigger of a step is this? Like there's a long way that companies have to go in terms of VR and AR in general. And this seems like a step way beyond that. Like you're just walking around the park and using like your different position that morphs this image. Uh, wow. It, it sounds like something that we might see 20 years in the future. You know, it's like one of those things you imagine the future as a kid and that's something that pops up. And it still seems like if we compare it to the technology around today that we have a long way to go, but I definitely think that it's cool. And <laughs> I would, I would kind of get rid of AR I just, I've never, yeah. never thought that it was a great idea. It's like you're doing Pokemon Go. Yeah. And you see the little Pokemon on your screen and it's like, oh, this is kind of fun for like a week, but it loses right. its luster really quickly. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of like, I feel like Disney has more advanced technology than we realize in a way because they already do a lot of projection mapping, like... For example, in um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, that like they are projecting their faces onto the animatronics, and then also with lighting up the castle and stuff like that. Like they've just been doing a lot with projections. So it and then this patent kind of leads me to believe that there's more that they're hiding. So I'm I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure how far away it'll be. It, yeah. I feel like it'll either be like alarmingly soon or like pretty far. No in between. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Hoping for sooner rather than later. That's a great point, though. It's just interesting to think about how that could be translated to an outdoor environment where it seems like you have just a lot less control in general about where people are like the vantage points that they're looking at these projections and the lighting circumstances and how quickly that can change too. But yeah, as you said, I'm sure Disney isn't showing us all of their cards. There are all these things that are in development that we're not privy to. And what a cool name for a patent, virtual world. Like, hey, we, we just patented creating a virtual world. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, let's head to our last story then for today. Walt Disney World is offering up to $500 off five-night stays at select resort hotels. This is the first 2022 Disney discount that applies to everyone and at select resort hotels between March 6th and July 7th. 
Guests can save up to $500 on a five-night stay. You can get $100 off each night at Animal Kingdom Lodge, Boardwalk Inn, Grand Floridian, Old Key West, Riviera, Saratoga Springs, and Yacht Club. If we move to some of the moderate and value resorts, this per-night discount decreases. So guests can save $40 per night at Fort Wilderness, the Family Suites at Art of Animation, Coronado Springs, and Port Orleans Riverside and French Quarter. Then last but not least, you can save $20 per night at All-Star Movies, Sports, Music, and Pop Century. Now, it certainly seemed like this discount got a lot of people excited. Phone lines to book rooms this week had like a two to three hour wait. And even accessing the Disney Travel Agent website, I tried a couple times earlier in the week. I was in like this this queue for 10 minutes just to get onto the website. So it's important to uh, remember, though, that to access any of these discounts, you have to be looking at at least a five-night stay. And there is an upper limit, but I, I don't know. It's like 14 nights or something. So, uh, yeah, but at least a five-night stay is what you have to book. Definitely cool to see. In the grand scheme of things, you know, saving 20 bucks per night is, I guess, better than nothing if you're going to be at one of the value resorts. $40 per night is all right at the at the moderates and a hundred dollars per night though is rather rather significant of a discount especially if you're looking at certain rooms at saratoga springs or old key west that represents actually quite a quite a bit of savings on the low end of the deluxe properties i also think that disney is um kind of not looking to decrease capacity (laughs) due to any COVID situation i think they are assuming will be over the Omicron bump soon and getting back to like talking about the end of the pandemic times. Not sure if that's a good assumption or not, but I'm, I'm thinking that they definitely want to recoup some of the cancellations that they've been experiencing over the last month as people have been, again, kind of worried about traveling and taking vacations. And that's going to do it for our news today, but please stay tuned. We love hypothetical questions. And that is what we are going to devote our second half of the show to today. We're playing Would You Rather, and that topic is coming right up. If you know me, you know that I hate picking favorites. Doing hypothetical situations isn't my my most uh, enjoyable thing to do either. So I'm guessing that this is going to be a hard topic for myself. Emma and I have created about five different would-you-rather questions for the other person to answer. And we divided it in two categories. So first, we're going to talk about bad options. We're going to have to choose between two really bad options, and then we will end with having to choose between two great options. Play along with us. See if you kind of agree with our reasoning here. And I guess let's just start off here. So Emma, my first question to you is, would you rather 
eat cosmic rays food for every vacation meal or have three meals a day at sit-down restaurants where each meal takes at least an hour? Okay. Um, I personally hate long meals. And, like, how do you even get anything done? So I, I'd i say I'd rather eat at Cosmic Rays for every meal. Just find a go-to breakfast, lunch, and dinner option and just keep right. on just ordering do it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think pretty much just for the time. Like, it's it's worth not having the best food if it takes less time, I think. I see that. Yeah, I would, I could see this a couple of different ways. Number one, it could be a huge, like, disappointing break in your day, and it could interrupt your plans if you have to be sitting down for a meal that takes an hour every single time. But if you're looking for, you know, a little bit different type of vacation, maybe this is your option to eat at every place you've ever wanted to eat at at Walt Disney World. So that's why I would take that second choice, just because I've been many times. And if I have to take a trip where I'm just spending three hours a day in a restaurant, then it is what it is, because there are a lot of <laughs> places I want to try. Um, also, you know, if you're a little tired, sometimes that that uh, option to sit down for an hour is pretty nice. I just remember a couple times on our latest trip, like, especially after doing a full Magic Kingdom day, when we did that Crystal Palace uh, character experience that was like socially distanced and whatever or whatnot that was like fun um or maybe yeah, the characters nice. weren't even were the characters even there i didn't even care that was just a good meal <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't even think i don't they hadn't been brought back brought back yet i don't think yeah we I just so. we just ate there to eat there um so yeah a couple different ways of looking at it all right what what am i choosing here okay some people might see this as like good options, but I think it would be scary because these rides are notoriously like tight and you could get claustrophobic. Uh, would you rather be stuck on Space Mountain with the lights on or rock and roller coaster with the lights on? Yeah, this is interesting for me because in my opinion, it's a clear choice just for how I think about things. I want to be stuck on Space Mountain one day, so I'm choosing that. I don't ever want to be stuck on Rock and Roller Coaster because there's so many loops. And if I'm stuck upside down, I would start to freak out. So to me, it's yeah. this one is an easy choice. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, both of these options scare me, but I'd much rather be stuck on Space Mountain. I don't even go on Rock and Roller Coaster, so... Yeah, that's a good starting point. You don't even ride yeah, the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like pictures, I don't I don't know. I uh, tight spaces are scary. So yeah. I don't If yeah. you're a claustrophobic person, you definitely don't want to be st stuck with the lights on on any of these. It would yeah. be not a good situation for you. <laughs> okay, this one I don't think you're going to like very much. Uh, would you rather permanently get rid of Fantasmic or any version of Finding Nemo the Musical? This is literally the worst question I've ever been asked. Because these are my two favorite things. My two favorite shows at Disney. I don't... Uh, 
maybe get rid of as awful as it is to say get rid of finding nemo because phantasmic is just amazing and i feel like it's such a big part of my life which so is finding nemo the musical but like the music in phantasmic instantly makes me think of like growing up in like my childhood yeah i agree with you but for a different reason um I think I get rid of Finding Nemo the musical because I could more fully experience that show just from the memories of it and from like listening to the soundtrack. It's more of a traditional musical in that sense. Whereas I don't think there's any meaningful way to experience Fantasmic unless you're there. Like there's some great music you can listen to. You can watch somebody's recording of it, but it's just totally different if you get to experience that nighttime spectacular in person so it's kind of one of those that you can't replicate at all yeah for sure so would you rather be caught in a downpour on splash mountain or on collie river rapids like just stuck in an absolute downpour uh well We've definitely been stuck in downpours on Splash Mountain before. It's yeah. not fun. I'm going to go with Collie River Rapids because I'm, I do not like that attraction anymore. Because it's hard to get wet on that attraction. And that makes no sense. It used to, be, used to get soaked. And a lot of the times we ride it in the middle of the day when we kind of want to get soaked anyway. So I'm going to choose that one. Um, Splash Mountain, it's not outside for a whole lot of time. And... I ride the attraction mostly because I love it and not because I really want to get like soaking wet while riding it. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't even know what I'd say. Yeah, it was really annoying when we got stuck on Splash Mountain in the rain. So maybe Collie River Rapids. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that would be my answer. Yeah, and that one they have that ziploc area in the center whatever you put your shoes into i don't know if they removed that though i I feel like it wasn't there last time okay yeah that might have been removed that was certainly nice when they did have that (laughs) because most of all i just hate getting my socks or shoes wet yeah same we um usually wear ponchos on that ride too so true we would like we come prepared yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Would you rather never step foot into Hollywood Studios again or never step foot onto a Disney cruise ship ever again? Um, I feel like I'd rather never go on a Disney cruise ship again, which I, I really, really loved our Disney cruise. Wow. But like the, the thought of not going to Hollywood Studios ever again, like that just doesn't sit well with me like imagine having a disney trip and only going to three of the parks like yeah after in terms of the the questions that i created for this round for me this was the toughest one to choose from because i would hate i hate having to like not go on a disney cruise or into hollywood studios i can't imagine so on the one hand I go to the theme parks a lot more often, so I feel like I'd be skipping out on going into a park more than skipping out on like taking a cruise. But I think 
I think I'd have to choose like never to step foot into Hollywood studios again and just try to just try to make it up by visiting a lot more theme parks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is like an insanely hard question. <laughs> uh, okay, this one is interesting. So if it still existed, would you rather ride Stitch's Great Escape five times in a row or ride Living with the Land five times in a row? Oh, still did not enjoy Living with the Land when we gave it another shot a few months ago. But I would rather ride that five times in a row. At least it's kind of relaxing. Whereas Stitch's Great Escape, I feel like, you know, you're being assaulted during that attraction. Yeah, you really are. Like, I don't want to have, I don't want to be burped in my face. Like, I don't want to get burped in the face. And also the, the, the things that go down over your shoulders when they, they go down and they don't quite stop when your shoulders are, they just (laughs) keep going a little bit. Um, Yeah. Plus, I mean, you could take, you could take a good nap on living with the land. Yeah, you'd have about that attraction so long to ride that five times. You, that would take more than an hour, I feel like. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> All right. This one is horrible. It, it's just horrible. <laughs> would you rather have to go around the parks telling little kids that the characters aren't real or continuously <laughs> wait in the Seven Dwarfs mine train line but never ride the attraction? Um, <laughs> just like front to back of the line, back to front again and again, all day. Okay, that sounds like a nightmare. I hate waiting in lines. Like the, like obviously you get like rewarded at the end of the line, so it, it it's worth it most of the time. But if you just have to wait in line all day, that's awful. And as awful as it is, I feel like I'd have to pick telling kids that the characters aren't real (laughs) like i i know that's ruining the lives of little children but so yeah basically i'm prioritizing my own happiness okay fair i I don't think i could do that i have to choose (laughs) the the line i cannot see myself ever being able to do that <laughs> but I'm glad that you can because that would that would take a lot less of your time you wouldn't waste yeah. a whole day you just have to live with the guilt <laughs> yeah I think for this whole thing I'm kind of just thinking about what will take up the least amount of time what will be the most convenient like I I would never tell kids that though just to be clear Yeah, yeah. Just in case anybody was wondering, (laughs) I like our next Disney trip. I'm not going to go around and just tell kids for fun that the characters aren't real. Uh, But the characters aren't real, and your parents are Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be awful. Would you rather have the Festival of Fantasy song playing in your head on repeat all day, or have to watch the Voyage of the Little Mermaid all day? Oh, Festival of Fantasy has kind of been stuck in my head all day. I mean, playing in my head all day is a little bit different. But I guess at least I could still do other things. I would hate cycling through Voyage of the Little Mermaid over and over. So I'm I'm picking the Festival of Fantasy song. I think I'd have to have the same answer 
for basically the same reasons. Like, as soon as I thought of this question, I got the song stuck in my head. So it's kind of like basically playing in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, it's inevitable so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, last one for the bad choices round. Would you rather be in charge of a dozen five-year-olds in a park or plan an itinerary for a dozen Karens? Which for our older audience means you're in charge of the day for a dozen uh, high-maintenance middle-aged women. <laughs> I, um, okay. I can't really see many positives for being in planning for a, a bunch of Karens. I cannot see many positives to that choice. But at least with the five-year-olds, you can see like their reactions and like, I know they might throw tantrums and whatever. I don't know. Is that, do you still throw tantrums at that age? I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> I, that, it might be a mess. Like it might be absolutely horrible, but I feel like you can get something rewarding out of it anyway. Like yep. seeing seeing them like see the characters like and just be like totally in the magic. I feel like it would make it worth it in a way. So I I would pick that. Same. I'm picking that as well. I'd be very worried about losing somebody. I'd be really worried about bathroom stuff. Like yeah. some kid just like peeing their pants in the <laughs> I'd be worried about like feeding them throughout the day and the tantrums and everything, but I would still choose that one because there would yeah. be a lot of like funny and really cute moments. <laughs> yeah. Plus you can get those backpack leash things and just tie them all together and then you <laughs> you can't lose anyone. <laughs> yep. Unless they take the backpack off, which I feel like that's an oversight in the in that whole product, but that's not important. Um, okay. Uh, my last question for the bad choices. Would you rather be stuck in Muppet Vision or stuck in Country Bear Jamboree? Uh, I don't like 3D things mostly, so I'm going to choose Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. And, and it's kind of funny to see some of those animatronics and how they're not holding up super well. <laughs> I feel like I'd pick Muppet Vision because actually because of the animatronics in Country Bear Jamboree, they're so run down. I, it is funny <laughs> to see like once a trip, but like just being stuck in there and having to like listen and look at those animatronics over and over like that is creepy. That would give yeah. me nightmares. Yeah, it would be a little eerie. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you start us off and uh, go ahead with your list for the good options first. Okay. Would you rather travel back in time 50 years and visit Disney World on opening day or travel forward in time 50 years and see what Disney World will be like then? Oh, really tough. Really tough. Because in a way, I want to travel in the future and see what the future of the industry is like. And then use that knowledge to get a job working for Disney. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with traveling back in time and seeing Disney World on opening day. Just because 
be so cool like to have that memory and what if i don't recognize almost everything 50 years in the future so i don't even really know what i'm looking at uh as much as seeing that new technology would be great i think i'm i'm going back i think i would go forward because well i'd love to go back and yeah that would be like insanely cool there wasn't really much to do then and this is another like example of me just wanting to have like the the best trip that i can have like i want to be able to do things which is kind of like not approaching this question as like well as i could be if you think well, that's about fine. it fine yeah going yeah. back is definitely just to say that you did it for sure right yeah but yeah i would be afraid of being like disappointed in the future like what if disney world is like closed if i went in the future like yeah oh good point there i guess there's no guarantee it's just like i want to be here 50 years in the future and it's just like run down yeah like abandoned, <laughs> abandoned. <theme park>. <laughs> alligators <laughs> are roaming main street yeah but I'd, I'd still pick go forward yeah all right would you rather be on the maiden voyage of the Disney wish in an inside stateroom or stay for a week in a Polynesian bungalow? Oh, this is hard. Cause I was thinking about it and I thought I was kind of set on my answer. And like, I thought I would go with the Polynesian bungalow, but I changed my mind, I think, because that'd be so cool to be Made a voyage of the wish. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah, even absolutely. In, yeah, even in an inside stateroom, like, yeah. So I, I think I'd pick that. That'd be insanely cool. Yeah, and I don't know why I'm picking the bungalow, but judging from what I literally just said, it's about the experience and just being there. I'm kind of surprised with myself, but <laughs> this one was really hard for me. I don't know. I'm picking the bungalow just because I'll never stay there. And if I ever do stay there, it'll be for one night. So just the idea of being in a bungalow for a week is kind of crazy. And I don't know, just the idea of cruising at the moment, it just seems like there are more limitations on it, you know? So I, I guess that is kind of factoring in to my thought process right now. But I don't really have a good answer. This was a coin flip for me. Yeah, that was a hard one. Okay, um, would you rather spend the night in the castle or spend the night in the Haunted Mansion? I'm going with castle. Just so iconic. Can't beat it, I feel like. Just having that type of experience. So, I'd be in the castle. This is hard for me because I really like the Haunted Mansion and I think it'd be really, really cool to stay in there, but... The castle's just, like, you always want to stay there. Like, it's always, like, wow, it'd be cool to stay in the castle. So for that, I feel like I'd have to pick the castle. Although the Haunted Mansion is more your vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, would you rather be with someone experiencing their first Disney cruise or their first trip to Magic Kingdom? This is a great question, but I think... 
I feel like maybe their first trip to Magic Kingdom because I haven't experienced that for myself ever because like we've been going since I was so young. So I don't remember my first Disney trips. Like I don't, I, I never had the like first time experience for myself at Magic Kingdom, but I did have a first time experience on the cruise which I mean, I would have loved to. I would love to go back and see all my reactions to the cruise. But Magic yeah, you, Kingdom, you brought is up just, a great point. Yeah, that, uh, not complaining at all. But if you were a Disney fan and the first time you ever went to a theme park was like at an age where you could actually remember the experience, that that would be pretty magical. Um, yeah, like I'm. I'm glad we have gotten to go so much and like I wouldn't change that for anything but I would like to have that first time experience my answer is kind of a cop-out but it depends like on the person for me because if they're more into having those relaxing types of vacations like if we were answering this about our mom I would say I'd rather be on her first Disney cruise than her first trip to Magic Kingdom but if it's somebody who really loves Disney and loves the movies, then I would choose Magic Kingdom. Yeah, like if it were dad, I'd choose Magic Kingdom. But for mom, I'd choose the cruise. That's a really good point, too. Would you rather take a behind-the-scenes tour of the tunnels under Disney World or a behind-the-scenes tour of inside the attractions? Huh. I think I'm going to go with seeing that Utilidor and going under those tunnels. That would just be really interesting to be down there for a little bit. Um, there are a few attractions that I'd like to see, but yeah, I think I'm going with the first option. I am, I'm not sure. I Honestly, I'm not sure. I, I would love to go like inside Mount Everest. Like That'd be so cool. But also, like, being able to see all that cool stuff, like, under the parks. Like, but I, I think I'd pick attractions. Alrighty. Would you rather take a trip to Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea with a stop in Aulani on the way back? Or take a week-long Disney cruise through the Mediterranean? I think I'd pick a trip to Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea and Aulani. Because... The Disney cruise would be amazing, but, like, I I would really like to go and, like, experience, like, that's, like, three new things, you know? I'd love to experience all of those things, or I've already been on a Disney cruise. Right. I'm choosing the same thing, and for longtime listeners, they know that my ultimate, like, Disney trip on my bucket list is to pretty much do Disneyland and Disney Sea over in Tokyo. So that's huge on my priority list. And then Alani on the way back is like a cherry on top. So I agree. Many new experiences. And I think I'm still a little bit bitter about my Mediterranean cruise being canceled last year due to COVID. So there we go. Or at this point, <laughs> I can't believe that that's almost two years ago. So uh I'm sticking with the first option. Would you rather go on an Adventures by Disney trip or take a voyage on the Wish? 
Oh, the wish sounds so good right now, but uh, although I've only taken one Disney cruise, I've never taken an Adventures by Disney trip before, and that's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know how I would ever afford that, so I'm going to choose the Adventures by Disney trip, especially if I could like cherry pick the one that I want to go on. I think I'd say the same, like, that is like a once in a lifetime type trip. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I could traverse the entire country of Japan for over 10 days with a $13,000 value there. I think I'm going to go with it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Here's an interesting one. Would you rather see Bob Chapek step down or wishes return to Magic Kingdom? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, wishes just hold so much like sentimental value and it's so good. And I just really like wishes. But like, what would be the best for the Disney company overall? You know, like, yeah, I, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, I guess it would kind of depend on who would replace Bob Chapek. Yeah, that's a good point. No guarantees. (laughs) Yeah. I think I would still choose that, though. I'd choose Bob Chapek stepping down. It is hard. Nothing brings a tear to my eye like Wishes does. Although I like Happily Ever After. Unfortunately, I have not heard good things about um, Disney Enchantment, which after seeing the concept art is disappointing because it looks really cool. Right. Uh, But I just have not heard that people have been enjoying that as much as they expected. So as much as I would love to have like one more time seeing wishes, I would choose the former. I'm still not sure. I might choose, I might choose wishes actually, but it's just that special. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's like phantasmic, same type of vibe, like same type of emotional value. My last question is would you rather have a front row seat for Fantasmic or for the Main Street Electrical Parade? So again, this one is easy for me just for one reason. I'm saying Fantasmic because it's stadium seating and you actually have a physical seat. For the Main Street Electrical Parade, sure you can be up close, but we're talking about the difference of like a couple rows. And also people notoriously just kind of cut in front of other people when you're on, you know, the sidewalk trying to watch the parade. So I think that Fantasmic is like the better value here, at least for me. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, the only hesitation I have is that like the only way you can have like a an unobstructed view of the parades is if you're like literally right up front. Yeah, you're and, right up against the rope. You're like holding yeah, onto the rope for yeah, dear life. Yeah. Um but with Fantasmic like you can see you you can see it well from different parts of like the stadium. Yeah. True. And it it's another thing where I've never felt that it's like necessary to be right up front for a parade or right up front for Fantasmic because again, they they do a decent job. Like you can find a good seat kind of in a lot of places for for Fantasmic and you can always kind of 
just contort your body a little bit so that you can see the parade. <laughs> uh, my last one is another kind of weird, interesting choice here. Would you rather win a free Disney Vacation Club contract or have lunch with Walt Disney? This is this is a hard question, but I think I'd say win a free um, DVC contract because while it would be really cool to have lunch with Walt Disney, I have to say, who knows what kind of a person he was, you know? In today's standards, would he be like a decent human? Which <laughs> like ob- obviously like, a lot of things about him are great. He created the Disney company. But what what were his personal values like? So so that's yeah. why plus like a Disney Vacation Club contract that that will last like your whole life. Mhm. It's kind of like a another future versus past type of yeah choice i think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that i'm gonna go with the vacation club contract too and you bring up an interesting point emma and it's it's all about that idea of never meet your heroes like is it more valuable for me to maintain this image of walt that i've built up in my head (laughs) or have an incredible like opportunity to meet this guy, but open the door for it not to live up to my expectation. Um, And if it doesn't live up to my expectation, if I'm like end up being disappointed in any way, like how is that going to view my, how is that going to change my relationship like to the brand? So I'm going with the decades long option of, of having a Disney vacation club contract. And that is that. Some of those are really tough. <laughs> but good job. I think we we tried to answer them as best as we could. Uh, yeah. Even though there, there might be some people out there who vehemently disagree with the choices we made. But that's fair. Some of these are tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to pretty much do it for, for this episode. We want to get back on a decent schedule. <laughs> I know that we've done like one episode a month and we want to get back to our normal time for publishing episodes. Um, So we're hoping to accomplish that. We don't want to leave you hanging or our listeners just waiting in the dark. So we appreciate you taking time out of your day to check out the Disney Daydream podcast. Uh, It means a lot to us and uh, we just appreciate your support so much, especially now because Emma and I are kind of going at the episodes alone and we miss kylie and we know you do too that's going to do it for this episode of the disney daydream podcast i hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us for the next one remember be kind to one another and take the time to find a magical moment in each and every day 